So I, I, yesterday we had our first ever transformation class, which is what we call our members class. Can you help me find my phone there, Brian? I have some dates on it I wanted to read off to people. Uh, and so how many of you got a chance to come yesterday? Awesome. All right. I, I just kind of wanted to spend a, just a few seconds just asking some folks for, you know, to maybe come up and share 30 seconds on what they, how that blessed them or something that was helpful to them from yesterday. Who would like to do that? Hmm? Yeah, okay, just stand right where you are. I was absolutely amazed as usual when, um, when I got the mic to like give our testimony or, or introductory or whatever. I couldn't say a word. And I thank Jesus for that because I've always been the, the speaker and I've always known that Scott's the one that needs to be there speaking. And he just shut my mouth. And I'm very thankful for that. That was huge for me. So, I don't know. That's, of course, and to learn about the fivefold ministry. And I just love Shalise. I love Jesus in Shalise. She's yeah. just so amazing. And I just, I'm just so thankful. So very thankful for everybody here and it just overwhelmed me it just overwhelms me still i love you guys awesome well thank you i appreciate that it's good to be loved it is yeah the apostle because i you know i'm coming from years of having a pastor and so it was really and I'd heard that before, but I don't know. Yesterday was explained. It clicked. And just to, the whole key phrase that to submit under an apostle, we get what you have. And that was huge. Yeah. That is huge. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you got that. Did, everybody, did other people get that yesterday too? Yes. You know, I am so excited about what God is doing here with a five-fold team. Matter of fact, I'll be talking to my team tomorrow a little bit about, you know, I'm not going to be preaching every Sunday. You know, I, there's, there's too much of the equipping that needs to happen here that one grace can't do it all. And so we're going to kind of rotate in Galen and Catherine, and we're going to start getting some more, you know, of their grace released in our, in our house. But that, that's important. And so our next transformation class, we're going to do it once a quarter, is July 11th. So I encourage you to come. It will be an education. Whether you're, I mean, like, you know, there were some folks there yesterday that, you know, weren't quite sure if they were called to connect here or not, but it's a good way to judge whether you're connected here or not, you know, um, because we're diff- there are diff- we do things different, okay? It's not a pastor-led model. Uh, it's a team, five-fold Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 model. And if you want to find, you know, another ministry that you can look at, it's like who else kind of does that? Well, Bethel in Redding, California does this. And let me kind of t- show you, if you want to see the kind of fruit that comes from this model, you can look there. Because that whole team, by the way, first of all, they are releasing now thousands, thousands of people. And, and the giftedness on that ministry, every single one of those leaders, and I'll just, you know, Bill Johnson operates in the apostolic gift. Chris Vallotton is the prophetic gift there. Danny Silk is the pastoral gift there. Um, Kevin Dedman is the evangelistic gift there, and you know the teaching gift is all over the place there. Um, and the point is, is every one of the, every, just the, all of those, first of all, all of that team, every single one of them could have a mega church. A glo- they all do have global ministries, 
But most churches has, have room. Most ministries have room for one at the top. That's just the model. But that's not the kingdom. First of all, apostolic gifts get under. They get under to release. When you don't have an apostolic foundation, you end up with a pyramid. Where you've got one, and not, I mean, yes, you can rise. I mean, I, you can rise, you can, you know, accomplish things in that ministry, and you can, you know, so, but, but the point is the fullness of what you're carrying. When the apostle gets under, there is no ceiling. The world becomes what you can reach. And that's why you have ministries like Jesus Culture coming out of there. That's why you have, you know, Keep Your Love On, Moral Revolution. You have all of these ministries coming out of there because there's no ceiling that says it's all about one gift. Are you following me? And so that's beautiful because it gives the body, the whole point of equipping the body is for the work of the ministry. So... You know, those equipping gifts like a Bill Johnson, they're equipping globally, and that's wonderful. But it, the fruit should be, you should have so many people released with global impact. That's what the kingdom looks like. And whenever you see a work where that's not happening, something's off in the foundation. And the foundation is the apostles and the prophets. That's the foundation. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I don't mean to teach on that, but come to class because it is good. Yes, I'm Rick. I'm a second-year student at uh, Karis Bible College. And uh, I come to all these classes every chance I get because you do. You find out more about the structure. The uh, God is a God of order and, uh, and structure. And most of all, he's, uh, he's spirit. We must worship him in spirit and truth. And anything I can do to connect with the Spirit of God, that's where we get our healing. That's where we get our revelation, our discernment, peace that surpasses all understanding, love to love the unlovable. It's all in the Spirit because the, the flesh profits nothing. So for me, to find out more about the Spirit and watch God download me, we can read the Bible until I'm, I'm using my heavenly language and letting, the, letting God talk to me. I'm, I'm not going to get the revelation that I should get. So as we grow and we see his magnificence, uh, it's wonderful. You know, you just have an encounter with God. And what these are, these are showing you how to use your five gift, uh, the five gifts. If you have the gifts, how to use them, tap into it. And it's just coming closer to God. It's all about relationship. And the more time we put into it, the more we're going to get out of it. And it's rewarding. That's my testimony. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Just grab that. Grab that. I got my lab on now. Well, good. I just wanted to spend a little bit of time and just encourage those of you that, you know, just could, for whatever reason, couldn't make it or weren't sure, you know, just come to the one on July 11th. We're going to do it once a quarter, so we'll do it four times this year. Um, but it's very important that we're all in one heart and one accord. You know, all of us come in from all kinds of different models. And, you know, not, I'm not criticizing you that, but we need to know what we're doing here. <laughs> if you're called to be a part of this, what are we doing here? Right? It says in Acts chapter 4 that when Peter got out of jail, he went to his own company. So he had a place that was his home, his company. And those guys began to pray in one accord, and the whole dang building shook. Because and it says they were in one heart, one soul. You're telling me that a corporate body can actually become one in their soul? Yeah. Right. And that the, there's power in that unity. 
So that's the purpose of these classes, and uh, I just encourage you to participate in that. So uh, I wanted to read scripture. We're, we're going to do something special today. We have um, Papa Nate in the house today. Uh, Nate, Nathan's here. You guys have been blessed by Nathan Blouse's ministry. Can we just can we just stand up and just acknowledge Nate? I'm sorry, I'm going to do it because we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. You know, you guys could just stand up just because of what he's done for your leader. Amen? Yeah. I mean it. I mean it. Yeah. Now, this front row better just stay seated. Because they know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I really, when I say I'm a completely different person, that is not an exaggeration. You know, I have had multiple times in my life where Jesus has done things that has made me unrecognizable. The first six months of my walk with God, like when I surrendered my life, was like one of those seasons. You know, just like unrecognizable. Like, who is this person? Like, seriously, she's like, who is this person? Like, you know, and I can tell you the last, sorry, I'm hitting this. Let me stop it. Um, The last, okay, we met in December of 2013. So, that period of time that I submitted my life and still consider my life submitted, I'm submitted to Nathan Blouse. And you know what? Some people are afraid of stuff like that. Holy moly. It is the, most, it is the safest place on the planet. It is the safest. That's why it's, it's called the safe place. But it is the safest place on the planet to be fully totally submitted somewhere you know and I'll say this it's, it's, it has transformed my life you know I'll give you a little bit of the journey because you know when God gave us the vision for Prayer Mountain or in me in 2006 in November and he put some things in my heart that you know in the natural are absolutely impossible and one of them was that I knew when we built this resort, this place that ultimately would be Prayer Mountain, he basically said that people would come for 40 days. For 40 days, that's, all, that's how long they would come. And in 40 days, they would be transfigured. Christ in them would actually be revealed. And I'm talking about the people that were coming. I mean, we are talking terminally ill people. We're talking crack addicts. We're talking people that, you know, 40 days is how long it takes them to get sober. You know, and but, but he, that's what he put in my heart. And so, you know, the journey that we've been on like the last nine years has not only been obviously our own personal growth and foundation building and roots going deep and just being prepared even to a greater degree to be able to carry the call of God on our lives as a team and as a ministry. But it's also been kind of a, you know, a journey into... God, how in the world are we even going to do what you've called us to do? And, you know, we, you know, Catherine and I specifically, I mean, we've been in in our healing ministries and journey personally just because of the personal level of wholeness and brokenness that we've both experienced, you know, for, you know, years, you know, 15, 20, we've been doing this for a long time. And 
we had partnered with, you know, the ministry that we thought, my goodness, is the best on the planet, which was Sozo Ministry coming out of Bethel. But both Catherine and I, if you talk to either of us individually, we would have the same story, which is we never could, like, totally, fully embrace it. And that is not a criticism at all, just an alignment, something, and then the alignment just wasn't totally connected for some reason, although we, I feel totally connected. I mean, I just honor them, and I'm so thankful for what they poured into my life. So, you know, we were chugging along with Sozo Ministry. I mean, Janice was leading um, the team, and we had multiple people, and people were being blessed. Lives were being transformed. I mean, I've done Sozo. It was awesome. I mean, we brought Bethel teams out to train us, and we had, you know, a, a waiting list of months, you know, for people to get in to see our teams, and and it was a successful ministry. Um but when God came in in December of 2013 and spoke to me and said, repair the foundations, and he started opening my eyes to the, really how the orphan spirit was operating in this ministry and in this church and me being the chief orphan. Um, I mean, let's be clear. When I talk about any of this, Shalise is at the top of the line. And, man, I just, I was sick side because my heart, even though I was chief orphan, my heart was not to ever to be an orphan. That's never been in my heart. Um, which is, I think, probably why I've been able to lead up to this point. It's because God doesn't look on outward appearances. He looks on the heart. So my heart and my head and all that stuff were not incongruent. They were just incongruent. And, and, but I saw it and I, I just said, God, I cannot... Because when you see it in yourself, that's the first revelation. But then when you see it in yourself, and then you all of a sudden have this discernment on everybody else. Um, which if you, aren't, if you aren't operating in humility, that's disastrous. But I saw it, and I was unwilling to build a ministry on the backs of orphans. Because I, I'm not in it for identity. I'm just not in it for that. If I wanted identity from what I did, I sure as heck would be in the church. There's a lot better identities that you can get out in the world from that. This is true. But there are a lot of people in the church that are like that. Once you, once you, get to, once you start to identify that stuff, you, you see it. But I was unwilling to do it. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy for the people that were following me. Because, you know, I'm confronting things that they hadn't seen in themselves yet. That's what I was doing. I still love doing it. Which means I have to be the one that goes the deepest. I have to. I have. If, if I'm the leader, that means I got to go first. It means I've got to go the deepest. I've got to be the most. I've got to be the one that's willing to do it. You know, to whatever degree, you know, you have to do it in. And I'll tell you this. And I'm not. This is not about Shalise, but this is uncommon you haven't recognized this yet. It's uncommon. Uh, But we have an uncommon body. And so some went quickly, some went kicking and screaming, some are still, you know, in the process. But let me say this, I'm I'm so honored and proud of the leadership team here and and how those people, we've embraced it and how they were willing to go through the process as well. And today is a really significant day in the spirit. 
Because what's actually happened is the three people that are on my senior leadership team have gone the deepest. And so Tracy and Catherine and Galen, I'd like you guys to stand up and in depth, right along with them. They said yes to what we did when we kind of just put everything on hold. I mean, we, we did. We, we shut down everything we were doing except Sunday services. And people thought I was nuts. I took a 40-day respite last year. That means I didn't. I came and sat in the chair back there while y'all had church. And, you know, I mean, I almost got taken out by the enemy about 20 times. But thank God Nate was coming in every month. And he worked endlessly, tirelessly, without cost to me personally. With both my husband and myself. Part of that process, and you guys sit down for just a second. I want to make you stand the whole time. But I wanted to honor them because they, they went through this process. And it's huge. It's huge. And some of them went through the process, really, because, you know, I mean, they just, just, just pure submission. It wasn't, I mean, they didn't necessarily even have the revelation yet. But they just submitted. And it was a great per- financial, there's financial commitments around here. We're talking thousands of dollars these folks have put into this training and poured into Apostle Nate. And we, um, you know, I remember, and I'm just kind of sharing the journey because I want everyone to kind of recognize the significance of what's going on today. You know, and I remember I was about three months into it, and for those of you that don't really understand what Nathan does, let me just kind of give you a highlight again. And I encourage you to ask Catherine or ask someone on the team to send you the pre-session video. Okay, you can just... You can just request the pre send a send an email to info at prayermountainco.com and request the pre-session video because the pre-session video kind of says it all. It is supernatural mind renewal through an encounter with God, right? And you know it, whether we recognize it or not. Okay, let me just I'm just going to share this. We are not in control of many aspects of our lives. We're not in control of our emotions in many areas of our lives. And we're not manifesting Jesus in many areas of our lives. We have anger issues. We have jealousy issues. We have, you know, fear issues. We have worry issues. We have bad attitude issues. You know, the character of Christ, you name it. I mean, just all of us, all of us are struggling in some area. If you don't struggle, please come see me. Because um, I don't know. We've got to figure out what you've got going on. Right? But all of Right. Or probably so, Janice. I probably will trigger it. Um, although less these days than ever, I will say. Um, but anyway, the point is, what happens is certain circumstances will trigger an ungodly response in us. Okay, whether it's, whatever that is. Whether it's, you know, cussing the person out, whether it's an angry outburst, right? Whether it's uh, depression, whether it's suicidal thoughts, you know? I mean, there's all kinds, you run the gamut. It's just, if it's not joy, peace, (laughs) patience, if it's not that, those little fruit of the Spirit, then it's broken. It's broken. And, you know, and we as Christians have been taught to suppress it, you know. And most of the time we suppress it in public pretty good. 
But in our personal relationships, for whatever reason, that self-control goes right out the window. And so the people that know us the best see us at our worst. And those are the relationships that get damaged the most. And, um, and we really think other people are the problem. We operate under this deception that if everything in my life could just change, I'd be okay. If all these annoying people would go away, I'd be cool. If I just had more money, I'd be happy. We have all of these things that outward, you know, if everything outward could just adjust itself, then I'd be good. And the reality is that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is you're good regardless of what's going on outside because you live from an internal reality called the kingdom, called the spirit of God, called the regenerated man, right? And so, you know, Nate's ministry is unbelievably effective at dealing with those triggers, literally uninstalling them. So you can take pre-session person, crazy, go to session after session, Jesus. Okay? And we're talking, you know, we're going deep in this stuff. I mean, Nathan and I, so anyway, my point is, Catherine and I, we've been going through this stuff for a long time. Nathan was an answer to prayer. He was an answer to your prayer for me. He was an answer to your prayer for you. And he was an answer to the church's prayer for the world. And I recognized it. When I saw it, I knew it. And it was easy to say, we're not doing sozos for me. It was easy. It's not always easy for, you know, because I'm usually about 20 steps ahead of everybody just because that's the apostolic role. And, you know, i got to get everybody else on board with what God's doing. <laughs> and But, praise God, we did. So, literally, December 13 until April 2015, we have been, as a ministry and a team, training, practicing, going through sessions, just taking our entire foundation through a complete demolition and rebuilding. And today, we are formally releasing these four ministers to be facilitators and do what Nate does. Now, they have had hours, I mean countless hours, of classroom instruction, of practice on one another, of observing sessions while Nate led them, and then leading sessions while Nate observed. I mean, we're talking, that's a long time to be through the training process. And so... These guys are ready. They're ready. Now, we just replicated Nate, if you include me, five times. Right? The vision is to replicate us exponentially. So Nate and I are partnering now to be doing another training in June. Uh, and then we're going to do the training online. It'll be all based on Nate's methodology and what he's gotten. And I'm going to be bringing in some things that... God has been, you know, showing us for years. And we are uh, going to raise up an army of people that are gifted in supernatural transformation. And so the 40-day, you know, promise or proclamation that God made is starting to become real. 
I know he's not totally finished with what he's doing. I mean, God is bringing all kinds of, as we join forces, there's all kinds of revelation. I mean, we can't get on the phone sometimes without just, you know. But I, I want to bring Nate up because I want him to chat a little bit about just, I don't know, his experience. I'd like you to hear from him, from his perspective, kind of what has happened um, in this ministry and with this team. And I know he has things to even share about how his connection with our ministry. And just this, this, is, a, this is a partnership. This is a family. This is a, I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Nate and let you do your thing. And I know we're running a little bit late today. And so I'm just going to say, if you have to go, just go. It's okay. But if you can stay, it's going to be awesome. So. Hello. Well, it's been awesome to uh, to be here. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add to to what Shalice just said, other than Everything is relational to me. You have a leader that's much, as much as she's relational, she's also structural, which is a good thing. But everything is absolutely relational to me. You can't talk about the apostolic without talking about the heart of the Father, whether you're male or female. So this place is immensely apostolic because the heart of the Father through the Son is all over this place. That we would be able to say that when they've seen us, they've seen the Father. I will say this, and I don't know if you call it, you know, we call things the spirit of this and the spirit of that. It's all by His Spirit. God's just starting to take me on another journey with some things. And while we look at... uh, getting healed to move forward in his purposes and his plans and and rightly so and all those things that Shalise just articulated very well that's that's us moving towards the world but this process is really about us moving towards him And that means intimacy. 
we were talking about, when we were singing that song about dancing. That's an intimate thing. I mean, you can separate yourself from that and just dance to dance. Just like you can separate yourself from your insides and just have sex to have sex. But we're talking about intimacy. We're talking about Adam and Eve standing before God naked and unashamed. As we were doing that, I was reminded I have a son and two daughters. My son loves to beat on me. And I love to beat on him. (laughs) I guess it's a male thing. When I get home, all my son wants to do is jump on me. Yeah. But my daughters will come up to me and they'll say, Daddy, I want you to dance with me. And they go over and they hit play on the stereo. And they come running with arms wide open. And they jump upon me. And they say, Dance, Daddy. And there's no fear in their eyes. And they come wide open. And they say, Faster, Daddy, faster, faster. And they laugh and they they have no fear that I'm gonna let go. There's there's a perfect trust. This ministry, in as much as it is an outward thing to the world, it is an intimacy thing towards Him. We talk about orphan, son, and all that, but the reality is, is the simple difference is, is that our hearts are connected in a way to Him. That we can be naked and unashamed. That we can strip off all the trappings of what's been added to our lives, good and bad. You know, when David danced before the ark, there's so many messages preached on that, but the one thing I've never heard, and I've preached many messages. He was dancing because the presence of intimacy was coming back to the house of God and he couldn't dance in what everybody else identified him in. It says he threw off his outer garments. Translated, he got down to his skivvies. Because that presence that he experienced and knew was coming back to the house... It was the very presence that he experienced all by himself when he created all the songs that we read 
That's why he could kill Goliath. That's why he didn't have a thought of fear. Because his heart had become so intimate with the heart of the Father that he had complete trust that no matter how fast God twirled him, that no matter what the step was and where that step took him, he was dancing with Daddy. I hope you can get this today. And when we pray for these that have journeyed through this and come to this end, there is a depth of, we'll call the spirit of intimacy. I don't know what else to call it. There's, it's nothing new because your leader has gone be beyond the healing. She was already into the depths of Papa's heart. But there's a focus of this that when we lay hands on, I believe that God is going to supernaturally impart. Not just we're, we're getting healed up, mindsets are being taken to move forward in purpose. But it's that we can release an intimacy of God in the earth. That just is not out there. See, they were naked and unashamed because they were in the image of God. And when they forgot, it's when they clothed themselves. And all this thing is, is it's supernatural mind renewal to help us remember that we can be naked and unashamed. It's that Jesus went to the cross and he became naked and unrecognizable. See, I don't care what movie you watch of his crucifixion. I still know that it's Caviezel on the cross in the Passion of the Cross. But I believe the Bible is literal that if you didn't know it was Jesus on that cross that day. You would have been staring at a hunk of meat hanging between heaven and earth. Now watch this. He did that. He became naked and unrecognizable. Just like Adam became naked and unrecognizable in what he did. So that we could be naked and recognizable. Do you, do you understand? He became everything that Adam lost. So that we could become everything that Adam should have been. And so I want to tell you that it's been an honor. I'm, I'm not the same guy. I've been challenged and I've been tested. And it's been an honor to, towards the end of this, submit my life to some of the very people that are going to stand up here. And let them help me in my healing journey to go to some places that still needed healed. 
See, it's arrogance to say, I'm going to do this in your life. But you can't touch me. I grew up under all that. That's why this is so relational to me. How can I expect people who have journeyed with me and made themselves completely naked and vulnerable to me to then turn around and say, well, it's good for you. But I'm not going to I'm not going to take my clothes off to you. That's not the heart of Christ, because he in front of all the world physically and otherwise became naked and unrecognized. And so it's a humble heart and a joyful heart that I stand here with you guys. And that doesn't mean this team, you're not going to get offended with them. You know, we talk about this, hey, you know, do a two-hour session, everything's taken care of. No, everything that God wanted to in that session is taken care of. Rome wasn't built in a day, it's not torn down in a day, but we knock a lot of buildings down. Isn't it interesting that even as you go through the Gospels, even though God told Peter, you're Simon, but you'll be Peter, even throughout... He, he still vacillates all through. Sometimes he's Peter, sometimes he's Simon, sometimes he's Simon Peter. He gets with the Gentiles, he has a good steak dinner, Paul walks up. He, all the religious leaders walk up and, they, and all of a sudden he hangs out with them and then Paul gets in his face and basically says, You hypocrite, dude, come on, man. But I'm saying that to say... It's a journey. I've been, I've, been, I've been through over a hundred of these prayer sessions myself for two years, five days a week, two hours a day. I was with one of my spiritual, became one of my spiritual dads and mentors in this. And it's at this time, as we're releasing this team, that God has been healing some things in me that I've been asking him about for 20 years. Not things that are throwing me down, not things that are shipwrecking my life. Not. So it's a constant progression into who he is so that who he is can be seen through you by everybody. So it's my honor to be here today. It's my honor to get under this. I can say with 100% confidence that this process that's gone on, I've, I've laughed with Shalice and Brian. I've cried with them. I don't know that we've gotten offended with each other yet, but... If we have, I guess we've just dealt with it on our own and not said anything. I don't know. But I, 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 I can call them friends. My only regret is I haven't figured out a way to get my family out here yet. But So it's like Shalice said, I want to say this. 
other than in my own life. And I haven't met everybody. But I've met a lot of leaders. And other than in my own life, I don't know of another, I don't know Bethel, but I don't know of another leadership team, this team and this team, that is as vulnerable and transparent, willing to just lay it all out there as this team. And I think that needs to be noted. Because there's a lot of places I go in. And the preachers say, well, take care of them. I'm okay. Well, they go through a session. And they think, well, I went through it. I got the t-shirt. Never realizing what this is really all about. So I just want to thank you. I thank Shalice and Brian and the team for opening their hearts. This isn't obviously an end, but it is a it is a point in writing the chapters. And so I just want to turn it back over to Shalice. And we want to pray however she leads that. And we want to believe God. I am believing God that there's going to be a transfer and an impartation and a shift. I remember when I took my first pastorate as the presbyters laid hands on me and declared things over me. I literally felt a weight and an anointing. It wasn't heavy and burdensome, but it was felt. A weight and an anointing and, and, and a responsibility. That up until that point was not there. And I'm believing the significance of that to be felt and carried out today. Okay, well, um, I don't know. Guys, why don't you go ahead and come on up. So Catherine and Deb and Tracy and Galen, let's come on up. And um, I think... You know, Nate, I'm really just going to put the microphone in your hand. I'd like, I'd like you to, because um, I, I really want to be prayed for as well. So why don't you pray for us, and then we'll see once I've been, you know, once that's happened. Okay. I know this is a little old school, but y'all, do you have oil anywhere? Can we just stretch our hands towards these guys? E hey, hey. 
i ko to bo she he 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 i ka to no mo she ke i so to bo so to mo she he i ka ta i so to mo se he ke Kusho to lomo se te e ke she te i kulomo se i kusho lomo se e i anamase kushondo mo se ke ulamase. Inamasoko lomo soto lomo se Iandamase ke Itamboso Father, as I lay my hands and we anoint it's not cliche there's a transference, Lord and on the plane coming out here I was very careful, Papa but I know you told me to say this such as I have such as I have not in the training not in the sessions you can't train it some of it you can't catch but such as I have such as I have I give to thee all the time all the sacrifice it opens it opens the door for right now I give them everything you've given me Papa whatever that looks like for each one whatever that is times when eternity and time come together for a moment in time there will be things you know that you didn't know there will be things that you will do that weren't trained there will be awarenesses now that as you watched me you went where was that what how did, he, how did he get there? Like, we were just here. I impart all that you've given me, Lord, because you told me to do this. 
I anoint them. As Shalise said, the apostolic and the prophetic, they get under. They equip for the work of the ministry. And I release. I release them. I release them. In the spirit, I certify them. And I ordain them for this work. For this work. It is not an insignificant thing that in this house, even though we have another, and I release the same thing to Kevin, but in this house at this time, it's not an insignificant thing that there are five. This foundation is going to need all the grace that God can give it. And I release that, I don't know how else to say it, Lord, but the word that, that I spoke, I release that spirit of intimacy. I don't know what else to call it, just that ability to be intimate and to recognize that we sit down with people so that they can experience the intimacy of who you are, Lord. That these mindsets, these programs, they're like clothes being stripped away. So that in that place, in that area, in that whole of their lives, they can be naked and unashamed before you. I declare over, I declare over them that they will go places I cannot go. It's not my mandate. That they will do things that I will not do. That if I am a papa and I'm coming under, then it's that they stand on that platform. And my joy is made full in seeing that their lives are fulfilled in what you've mandated and called them to in this house. And in the places that this leadership will release them to go. And the lives that they will touch. I declare every mountain to be affected by this core. I declare every mountain that we understand is a mountain.
this is a marked time and a noted time. As this thing grows and expands, there will never be a first except this first. There can only be one first. Father, these right here, these are the first fruit of what's coming. And they are consecrated and they are set apart to you. Financial commitment was not by accident. Because you've sown. You've sown into the gift. Which is attached to a reward. You have honored. And now is the day to receive. And in the way that you have honored, you will be honored. For those who so honor, receive honor. And I see a a crown of wisdom being placed upon your heads. the life experiences that each of you have been through being interwoven into the fabric of what is being released. 
and I see what you carry being deposited into the well. And I see a, um, a stirring of the living waters. And I see a, it's like a streams coming together. of this house has been established. It's now time to build. And I I felt like that Galen and Catherine and I just need to lay hands on Tracy and Deb because they're also being licensed into ministry in this house today. (laughs) Yeah. So we just all come alongside these fivefold gifts, these ministers of the gospel. And we confirm the call of God on their lives. We're in agreement with the call of God on their lives. And as Nate said, such as he had, such as we have, we collectively give unto you. like everyone to just say yes and amen. Yes and amen. We agree. (laughs) Now, I just want to make the call um, while we're kind of wrapping up today. Um, If you uh, feel that you have a role as a facilitator or an administrator or any role that we have in um, launching what we're calling the Transformation Center, uh, which, you know, is now started, um, then, you know, please see Catherine. Uh, We're going to be, you know, rolling out some more facilitator training, as I said, in June. I I just want to kind of also, I'll wrap with this. I know we're past due, but I just want to talk about this just for a moment. Um, I personally was released this year, coming into this year, um, 
And it kind of sounds silly, but I just feel like I'm supposed to say it. I was released to global ministry this year. And what that looks like is an online school that I'm going to be launching in September. And we're still working, you know, uh, the kind of the umbrella of the school is called Rethink You or Rethink University. Um, it's kind of a play on Rethink You, Rethink Your Identity. And um, the, the school is going to be a, it's called the School of Transformation. And we are in the process. We uh, will start filming uh, the, the whole kind of pre, the whole project's kicking off in May. And then we'll start, we'll open up registration in July and do filming and stuff this summer. And then we'll, we're rolling out the school and launching a new website. It'll be initialise.com. It'll be um, the school. And we're also you know, doing the facilitators training under that umbrella. And there's just going to be a school launch in September. And uh, I'm just kind of sharing that with you, number one, so that you can join us in prayer. Um, for those of you that were here yesterday, you kind of have a, a, a glimpse of the magnitude of what we've been called to do. Um, but I feel like, Nate, you're just also supposed to pray for me in that. Um, and I feel like there's a, a, just a kind of relief that you're supposed to do. Um, and God's just kind of speaking this to me right now because he really spoke to me to submit my life to you. And, um, yeah, I, I just feel like that you're the one that is not only called to, um, you know, just release that, but also continue to be with me in that journey because it's not a journey I plan on going alone on, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, my heart for the school, and, and I'll just tell you a little bit about the school, it, it's, it's, it's about answering life's most important questions. So it, there's um, eight week, there's five questions, eight weeks per question. The first question is, who is God? Uh, the second question is, who am I? The third question is, why am I here? The fourth question is, where am I going? And the fifth question is, how do I get there? And so those are the five questions. And my heart would be that it would really go outside the four walls of the church. Obviously, I have a heart for the body of Christ, and that's a no-brainer. You know, if, you're, if you know God at all, um, you know, you, you should come to the school. Uh, and the, the whole knowing God, who is God, is that whole intimacy component. And it's really, my goal is to, I felt like God was saying that it is something that is it, it's breaking through religious barriers. Um, I feel like it's going to be really targeting folks that are potentially spiritual but don't know, but you don't necessarily have a problem with Jesus but have a problem with organized religion. Um, people that might want to know more about Jesus but would never step foot in the church. Um, and then, of course, believers can connect wherever and, and you know, be radically transformed. I see all kinds of people like that coming. And I just, I want your prayers and agreement with that. Um, and I just, I just released the sound of the broken over you. And I release the role that you 
Let's just one more time stretch our hands this way. <laughs> Father, I just stand with this couple. I know that the public mandate is through your daughter. But I can't pray for her if they're not together. Because they're one. And Father, while everyone sees Shalise publicly, Brian sees her privately. And you've called them together to journey in this together. Different functions, different supports, but one. And so, Father, in that, I, I just release everything. Father, I pray a confidence will come over, Shalise. I pray that you will give Brian wisdom. I pray that you will give him understanding. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they will continue to grow. That the ministry of this public life be directly influenced and engaged by that which you're doing in and through them. And Father, I pray that you will begin to strengthen Shalisa's spiritual legs. Father, I see as a runner, I see, I see her in, in a warming up stage. I see her stretching. I see, I see her warming up. And so, Father, we just, we just come beside her, we come underneath her and them, and I pray that they would feel the strength of that right now. That they would run the race before them, and that, Lord, you would give Shalise clarity to walk through every door that needs walk through and every door that need not be every place where there would be confusion even as it presents itself there would just be a clear discerning nope nope yes nope yes may her may her mind be as sharp as that flint And may that clarity return in every way. And everything the enemies tried to steal, everything the enemies tried to destroy and kill, Father, I pray you'll begin to bring life fresh and new. That beauty will rise out of the ashes.
and every mindset that has tried to attach itself will just fall to the ground. Every mindset that's not a kingdom mindset. As a matter of fact, Lord, I pray that you continue to dismantle those right now. Everything that's attached itself, everything that's come in by stealth, that even now you begin to break off. That the voice and the sound that is coming, Shalise, the voice and the sound that's coming as you open your mouth, it's that of a mature lion. Not a roar towards the people, but a roar towards the spirit realm. Not that people would be afraid, but they would find safety in the sound of the voice of God that you release. That you would find joy in what you're doing again. That the fun of this journey would return to you. And that things that were have been so difficult will now all of a sudden become easy again. Sometimes your mind goes back. You even mentioned it to how things were in Chicago. But I, would just, I just get the sense that, that you were a young lion then and God was just giving you a taste. And if you thought you had fun then. And if you thought that that was enjoyable then. That was just a taste. And that he's making all things new again. And he's bringing everything full circle because this is not linear. but And it's taken a while. But the circle, that which was the beginning, is now end and is now beginning again. And so, Father, I just release her into this. According to your authority. And we commit her as a gift to this world. Your gift. One of your precious gifts. In Jesus' name. And everyone that's agreeing says? Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. Yay. Thank you, Lord. Well, I just appreciate you guys just being a part of this today. I believe it was a divine appointment, and I just ask for your prayers. Amen. And I ask for your participation as God leads. Right? Right? Awesome. Well, um, you know, I just, I, I will just say that kind of what you saw today is what kingdom releasing looks like. Yeah. You know, that's what it looks like. It, and let me say this, it does look like sacrifice. I, if I stood every one of these up, people up here, they'd say they had an opportunity along the path to come out of agreement or 
not make it all the way or whatever. And there was an attack, probably, if I spoke to every one of them, to, to not, you know, not do this. But um, God has more for you to do. You know, there's something yet to be released in your life. So get in position, whatever that looks like, and stay in position, whatever that looks like. Amen? I mean, that is such an important thing, to know where you're supposed to be and not move. Until the prayer. God knows how to do it. Promotion comes from him. He knows how to do it. He didn't overlook you. He has. He will never overlook. He will never overlook. He will always release when it's time. <laughs>